following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. I got connected to Argentina by the Holy Ghost. I was uh, running on a treadmill uh, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, working with Pastor Benny Hinn. We were there on a crusade, and uh, there was a guy running by me, and I'd said a couple things to him, and he didn't seem to respond. And so come to realize, he didn't speak English. He spoke Spanish. And so, the, you know, the more, you know, you can just communicate like <laughs> Get enough hand gestures going. Finally, we come to the conclusion that he was actually there. I found out through his broken English and my no Spanish, found out he was actually there to go see Benny Hinn and had randomly chose the hotel that we were staying in. Randomly. And that he was a pastor. And uh, so I said, well, why don't I actually work? with the ministry, why don't you just ride with me to the crusade? So I found out he was a pastor. I brought him to the crusade Atlanta and set him on the platform uh, with the pastors. Benny comes out, does his stuff, and uh, at, as, when he started ministering, asked who this man is. I told him, he got, brought him up, prayed for him. The anointing came on him. He went back to Argentina and his church went from 700 to 10,000. And started filling stadiums all over Argentina. His name's Claudio Frazian. Started filling stadiums all over Argentina, releasing the power of the Holy Spirit. And God just exploded in this man's life. He started traveling to the Crusades every month, bringing 20 or more Argentine pastors to the Crusades so that they could receive the anointing. And literally, Argentina lit up in Holy Spirit revival. And so when I was there this time, I, 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 I was interesting. I just said, Lord, I don't, I believe I've sown, I want to reap. I don't want to come back without bringing something back from Argentina we've sown. We've been there 10 years with the church sowing. I was preaching the, sec, the, the first church other than our church, and I was standing on the platform and honestly, I was there, and I've been fighting some warfare there with this principality that kind of figured out who we were. And uh, I was standing there and just felt this real oppressive warfare going on. And I stood there, and before I preached, I just said, Holy Spirit. And just like this, it's like from the crown of my head to the bottom of my feet, the Holy Spirit just wrapped his arms around me. And it was like, don't you worry about him. I got this. Yeah. Right, And it was, I guess all I can say is a fresh awareness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That at times I think we can, because you can't see him, sometimes we can kind of get sidetracked into realizing how powerful a relationship with the Holy Spirit could be. And so I, I, I kind of got this message for us today. Uh, I was deeply affected by uh, Pastor Benny. He, you know, he wrote this book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I reread it yesterday. By the way, we've gotten you a free audio copy for everybody. So we'll email it out to you this week. It's a free copy that you can listen to it at your, at your leisure. So if you're not on our email list, sign up today out, outside of the uh, uh, bookstore. Just put it on the envelope. Make sure you get on the email. Uh, when, when we send you the email, open it. <laughs> you know, because there's going to be there, there's a, there's a gift in it for you. And it's the audio file of Good Morning Holy Spirit. It'll change your life. And... I guess if there's anything, I've learned so much from Pastor Benny, but if there was anything that changed my life, it was watching his relationship with the Holy Spirit. Even to this day, these guys that kind of hang, work with me some, they'll tell you, I don't walk, every time I walk through that door over there, I stop and I say, Holy Spirit, please go with me. 
Because I know it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit. Unless the Holy Spirit does it, it's not going to happen. And so I've learned to depend upon the Holy Spirit. But just like you, at times, life gets busy, challenging, circumstances come against you. And before you know, it's like almost the world tries to separate us from this powerful person called Holy Spirit. And so I felt like I wanted to ask you a question this morning. It's from Acts 19, 1 through 6. And here's what Paul the Apostle says. He says in Acts 19, 1 through 6, it says, It happened while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, finding some certain disciples. Somebody say disciples. So these people already believed in Jesus. Finding certain disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit after you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit after you believed? They said, we have not so much as even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, then what, how were you baptized? They said unto John's baptism. And Paul said, John indeed baptized you with the baptism of repentance, saying to people that they should believe on him who should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. What's my point? You can actually believe in Jesus and not know the Holy Spirit. Now, not that the Holy Spirit hadn't worked. Because you can't be saved without the Holy Spirit. It's just you're unaware of Holy Spirit. So my question to you to ask yourself today, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received the Holy Spirit? You say, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? Well, let me give you another scripture, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is a great picture of the Trinity. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Benny taught me this so powerfully, and this has really transformed my life, is that obviously God is in heaven, seated on his throne. Jesus, the Son of God, is seated at his right hand. And he sent the Holy Spirit to live on the earth. And so the Holy Spirit is heaven's agent, who is God. Who has been sent to the earth. Many described it to me like this. I don't know if it's the best way to describe it, but it blessed me. He said, Kent, it's three in one. The Bible calls it a mystery. So it's hard to ever wrap your mind around, you know, how could... Three being one, but if you'll notice through all the, all the Bible, the three in one philosophy is all throughout the scripture. So God is three in one, right? Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You are a triune being, body, soul, and spirit. The tabernacle was a triune, outer court, inner court, holy of holies. And so it's all throughout scripture, God showing us in advance the mystery of Trinitism, Trinity. And so Benny explained like this to me one day. I said, can you explain to me? Because, you know, when I first got saved, I was so ignorant, you know. I was like, which one do I talk to? (laughs) You know, I I don't want to make God jealous by talking to Jesus too much, you know. And I I don't want to offend Jesus by talking to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Benny said, Ken, it's like this. God is the Son. Jesus is the light. And the Holy Spirit is the heat. It's one son. But Jesus was the manifestation. He said, I came that you might have light so that you might see actually who God is. And the Holy Spirit is so we can feel God and sense God and walk with God and hear God and commune with God. Does that make sense? And so this word... The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So my question is, are you fellowshipping with Holy Spirit? That word fellowship is partnership, 
relationship, friendship, fellowship. The Holy Spirit's been given to us so that we might have a friendship, fellowship, partnership with God in the earth. And many made this so alive to me that how tangible the Holy Spirit was. I'll never forget he told me a story when he first... If this book, you'll read it. When Benny was first introduced to the Holy Spirit, he stood outside a Catherine Kuhlman meeting at 20 below zero in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just to get in the meeting. He said he started shaking and trembling outside, and he thought it was because of the cold, but he was dressed properly. He said it couldn't have been the cold, and he shook and trembled for an hour before the doors opened. And when we got into the room where it was not cold anymore, he kept trembling and shaking. The Holy Spirit had already come on him when he was outside waiting. Then Catherine Kuhlman comes out, begins to minister powerfully, and then all of a sudden bows her head and starts talking about the Holy Spirit and and said he says in the book as if in agony begging please don't grieve him he's all I've got and he was like how does someone have this intimate of a relationship with the Holy Spirit so he got home and this was a young young man he got home in his bedroom and he said God I'll just pray like this Catherine Kuhlman says I can know Holy Spirit if that's true then I want to know you. He said all of a sudden that same presence filled him in his bedroom and he started trembling under the anointing again. And he said he went to sleep under that anointing and he woke up and the first words out of his mouth the next morning was, good morning, Holy Spirit. And he began a lifelong relationship with a friendship with the Holy Spirit. He said, Kent, we were so intimate in those early days. He said, literally, I forgot my earmuffs. And he said, when it's 30 below, he lived in Canada. He said, it gets cold like hurting cold. Like it hurts. And he said, I forgot my earmuffs and I was walking home from work and I said, oh, my ears feel like they're about to fall out. He said, fall off. He said, Holy Spirit, he said, is there any way you can help me? He said, Kent, all of a sudden I felt two hands come over my ears. And he said, they got heat so hot it was like I was sitting by a fire. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Since you believed. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. He's been given us so that we can fellowship with God. You can't even understand God without the Holy Spirit. You, you, you can't even pray without the Holy Spirit. He has been given us the, as a helper, as an advocate is one that stands with us in the earth. But unfortunately, a majority of the Western church has so um, spoken even against the Holy Spirit with a cessation theology that somehow they believe that once you got the Bible, you don't need the Holy Spirit. They say the Holy Spirit was only here working until we got the Bible. Well, my my understanding is this. I tried to read the Bible before I got saved. It made no sense to me at all. Did you know there's a lot of people reading the Bible that don't know anything about God? Because it says the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. You can't even understand the Bible without Holy Spirit. I like to say it like this. Most people in the Western world, they read the menu and debate the menu and never never order anything off of it. All they want to do is debate what's on the menu and never taste and see that the Lord is good. Touch three papers. I'm about to taste and see something this morning. It's Holy Spirit that does that for us. 1 Corinthians says this, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has even entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Pause. Every person in this room, God has prepared something great for you in your life. So touch somebody, look them right in the eye and say, God's got plans for you. Tell them. But wait a minute. It says, I cannot see, ear cannot hear, your mind can't even comprehend. The problem in the Western church is most people believe God's got a plan, but not many people are walking in it because you're trying to access it with your natural mind. 
Because it says, verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Why? The spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man that's in him? For even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received the Spirit of the world. But we have received the Spirit which is from God that we might know the things freely given to us by God. It's the Holy Spirit that unlocks your destiny. Unveil, unveils your purpose, shows you what you're supposed to accomplish and how you're supposed to walk in. Not by might, not by power, not by your intellectual mind. Sis goes on to say, these things we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual things. The natural man does not receive the things of God, for they are foolishness. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discern. Most people never slip into their destiny or purpose because they never have a relationship with Holy Spirit. That's how I wound up in the ministry. I started, I found out about Holy Spirit. I started saying, Holy Spirit, show me what I'm supposed to do. Talk to me. Tell me. All of a sudden, I had a dream one night. In this dream, I'm driving down the road in a car and there's destruction. You know those, those movies where destruction's right behind you, but you're staying in front of it? All of a sudden, we got to this temple. It was me some of my family, and we slid right into the temple up to the door, and destruction passed by. Just like this, Holy Spirit said, preach my word. I said, how do I do that, Holy Spirit? He said, see Benny. I said, Holy Spirit, he's busy. Like the Holy Spirit didn't know, right? Like see Benny. Benny pastored a 7,000-member church, and da 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 I'd met him a couple times, but I didn't know Benny. They had a volunteer gathering for people that were volunteering in the church. By the way, great point. If you want to know the Holy Spirit, help. He's called the helper. So if you want to know him, start helping. That's what I did. I just started volunteering. And whatever they let me do, wash dishes, usher, whatever they, whatever they would allow me to do, I did it. Because I realize the Holy Spirit's called the helper. So if you start helping, you'll run into him. Touch your neighbor and say, you need to hear that. Touch your neighbor and say, I needed to hear that. You'll bump into the helper if you start helping. That's worth pausing on right there for a minute, isn't it? That's how you get to know him. That's how I got to know him. So they had a gathering up for those that had been volunteering. Benny walks up to me. He said, hey, three nights ago, the night I had the dream, he said, I felt like God spoke to me. You're supposed to be a pastor. I said, Benny, I don't have any education, no training. I'm a drug addict, you know, that's barely saved. And, you know, I love Jesus. And he said, well, I think that's what the Spirit's saying. He said, come to church Sunday night, and we'll see what the Spirit says. Don't you love a man who's not looking to what the natural mind's saying? But let's see, what does the Spirit? He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. I don't know about you. I get tired of hearing what man's got to say. Let me hear what the Spirit's got to say about something. What's the Spirit talking about? I went to church that night. Benny stopped the service. He come up here. He said, this is Kent Maddox. We talked Wednesday. He's one of our new pastors. I went home, I told Bev, she stayed home with the kids that night. I said, hey, Bev, I'm a pastor. She's like, how did that happen? I said, I don't know. Benny said, that's what the Spirit said. She said, are they going to pay you? I said, I didn't ask. I honor Benny Hinn. Why? Because he's a man who will listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. Come on, somebody. Touch your neighbor tell him, listen to the Spirit. See, your natural mind can't get you into that. Now, there's no problem with seminary. There's no problem with education. All that's awesome if the Spirit told you. Sometimes the Spirit will tell you, go to college, get a doctorate. Whatever the Spirit is saying, do it. 
But don't do what natural mind says. Do what spirit says because the natural mind can't even conceive or think of what God has. But God's got a plan and it's going to be revealed to you by the spirit in Jesus' name. Amen? How about Romans 8, 14 through 16? For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Papa God, Daddy God. The Spirit Himself will bear witness that you are children of God. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe to the point that you know, that you know, that you know? You're a child of God. We sing, I am a friend of God. Unfortunately, we sing it, but not everybody knows it. Because it's not an intellectual. We, I can tell you all day, God's your daddy. I can tell you all day, you're a child of God. But until the Spirit bears witness. For me, I'll never forget. It was in my bedroom praying one day. And I said, because it says pray our Father. And I, and I was praying the Lord's Prayer. I said, Father. And when I said it, it was empty. Because I didn't really believe it. It wasn't like talking to my daddy. It didn't feel like that. It was just. And I wonder how many here has prayed Father, but it's really just religion. You don't really feel, I mean, if you really felt like you were talking to a heavenly father, like a real heavenly father that had fatherly thoughts and concerns and passion and love, your, our prayer life would be so much different than, than, but we don't really believe it because the spirit has never bared witness. And all I can tell you is I, I knelt there and I just said, Holy Spirit, I don't feel like he's my father. Some people say this. They say, well, Ken, it's not it's about feeling. Aren't you glad we serve a God you can feel? Yes. God may be an emotional being. He's not going to leave me emotional void. He didn't want me just to live up here in faith, la-la world. He wants me to experience And in my bedroom, I said, Holy Spirit, I don't really feel like he's my father. And all of a sudden, I can't explain what happened. But I said, Holy Spirit, you said that you would bear witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. And all of a sudden, some kind of spiritual transaction transpired that all of a sudden, I knew that I knew that I knew who my daddy is. And you talking about insecurity falling off and, and all that junk falling away for you? It's like Oral Roberts, who'd been preaching 45 years. His wife told me this story out of her own mouth. said he came in, the, was playing golf one day, and he said, all of a sudden walked in the back door of their condo, tears streaming down his face, said, Evelyn, God loves me. She said, well, of course, if God loves you. Or you've been preaching about him for 45 years. I mean, obviously, he says, no, no, God loves me. She said, what are you talking about? He said, I was on number 17, about to tee off, and all of a sudden I had an overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit came and actually revealed to me the love of God for me. He said, I preached it for 45 years and didn't really know it. He said, but I now know God loves. Come on, somebody. Isn't that what it says? That you might know the height, the depth, the width, and the, width and the length, and know the love of God. The Holy Spirit's been given so that we can have that relationship with God. How about Romans 8, 26? Likewise, the Spirit. Somebody say, Spirit. Also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit himself will make intercession through us according to the will of God. Most of the time, you and I don't even know what the will of God is. So our prayer life's wishes. We're praying wishes. We wish this happens. We, we, we hope this happens. But we're not really praying the will of God because most of the time, I do not know what God's will is in a situation. Now, I know what his word says, 
And I base a lot of my life on that, but there's particular situations and circumstances I don't know what the will of God is. And so it says, in my weakness, because I am inferior and don't know what the will of God is, if I will allow the Holy Spirit, He will pray through me exactly what the will of God is. That's why many, many times I don't know what to pray. I just trust Holy Spirit. I don't know what to pray. Please pray through me the will of God. And most of the time it's in tongues. That's what the beautiful gift he gave us. Because it says when you speak in tongues, you reveal the mysteries of God. And the Holy Spirit makes them manifest. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? How about John 14, 15 through 18? If you love me, keep my commandments, and I'll pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper. Touch somebody and say, you got a helper. <laughs> that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you as orphans or comfortless, this translation I will come to you. God never wanted you and I to find our own path in this life. So he sent you a guide. And how often do we ignore him? Trying to figure out this whole world all by ourselves. When we've been given a guide called Holy Spirit. Who will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. Life's hard. Touch your neighbor and say, that's a revelation right there. <laughs> Life's just hard. I'd hate to live this life without a guide. He will guide you into all truth. There's so many times I've read the scriptures, especially Leviticus. I'm like, what in the world? Somebody begets somebody that begets somebody whose name is Amishanariah. And, you know, like, what is. None of y'all like that. Y'all all got. But I can't tell you the times I've said, Holy Spirit, please show me. Teach me. What is this actually trying to say? And the next thing you know, over the next few minutes, just this astounding insight comes from, you know, many people are, are proud they know the book. I'd rather know the author. Yeah. Who actually is able to teach you. Like, Holy Spirit, what did you mean when you were writing this? And he'll teach you, guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit, should I marry this one? Touch your neighbor and say, I should have prayed that, my brother. <laughs> uh, come on now. Come on. I'm just saying. Holy Spirit, should I take this job? How about this? Holy Spirit, where should I go to church? Not I go because the music's good. Not I go because they've got a youth program. Not I go because the Holy Spirit. Which church would you like to plant me and my family in so we can flirt? He will guide you. Holy Spirit, I have this decision I'm trying to make. Please guide me in it. I can't tell you the times that I have been guided by an unseen hand. And when you give the Holy Spirit permission to guide you, then you can't complain when the door shuts. Because you've asked him to be your guide. See, God's plan is for us to go to great heights and on these great big mountains around the world where few people ever get to get to the top of Everest and these other You have to have a guide. Because ain't nobody ever been there before. See, nobody here has ever walked in your destiny. Because ain't nobody else planned that. 
You can't, you, can't, you can't plan your life based on how somebody else lived their life because God has an individual destiny and nobody else knows the way except the great Holy Ghost who has been given to you to guide you into your path and your destiny. Somebody shout, Holy Ghost. I like him. I do. I'm telling you, I do. John 16, however, when he, the spirit of truth, he has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Holy Spirit wants you to know things before they ever happen. He'll tell you things before they ever come to pass. You'll show up and all of a sudden he's already told you. You're prepared for it. For I knew it was going to happen before it happened. Prepares you for it emotionally. Every, if it's a loss, if it's a trauma, he'll prepare you in advance for what you're about to walk through. That's the Holy Ghost. I'll never forget when, uh, when I first started. I'm referring to Benny a lot because uh, you know the Holy Spirit's been so much imparted to me through his life. But uh, I was at the church. Bev and I were the singles pastors the first two years we were there. And then all of a sudden, I woke up one morning, the Holy Spirit says, uh, Benny's about to start a crusade ministry and a television ministry, and you're going to help him. I said, all right, Holy Spirit. Next day, Benny comes into the office. He says, Ken, I need to talk to you. I said, I know. He said, what do you mean you know? I said, I know you're going to talk to me. He said, okay. He said, well, let me tell you what's about. I said, I already know. He said, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do. He said, who told you? I said, Holy Spirit. He said, what did he tell you? I said, he told me you're going to start a crusade ministry and a, a television ministry. I'm supposed to help you. He said, how'd you know that? I said, I told you. The Holy Spirit told me. <laughs> he said, that's exactly what I was going to talk to you about. I said, I know. <laughs> See, it says the Holy Spirit has come that you might know. Yes. Touching everything. I know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to know your wife's going to be mad before she's mad? I said, I know. <laughs> she comes, I'm mad at you. I know. See, you don't think the Holy Spirit will do that. He will. He'll tell you in advance. How, how much better would your marriage be if you li both listened to the Holy Spirit? I can't tell you the times the Holy Spirit's told me, go back, tell her you're sorry. I'm like, why don't you ever tell her to tell me she's sorry? I mean, why is it always on me? Holy Spirit's like, because you're the stupid one in the relationship. That's why, that's why I'm with you. You stupid. You stupid and I'm here to help you. So go back and tell her you're sorry. Come on now. Somebody touch your husband and say, you don't call him stupid, just wink at him. He knows what you're talking about. But Holy Spirit will, see, Religion makes you think Holy Spirit isn't concerned with all this stuff. He is. He's concerned with every intimate detail of our lives. That's what I'm trying to communicate with you. He'll tell you what to buy, what to spend money on, what not to spend money on. And it seems foolish to the natural mind. But you need to listen to him. I'll never forget one time I was in the shower, taking a shower, about to go buy some Doc Martens. Y'all remember those boots called Doc Martens? They're like, they're England shoes. They've got stitching around them, big old thick soles. They're cool. I'm sitting there taking a shower about, and I looked it up. I was traveling. I looked up in the city where the store was, and I'm sitting there taking a shower. And Holy Spirit said, don't you do that. Don't you go buy them shoes. I said, well, they're Doc Martens. There's nothing wrong with Doc Martens. Holy Spirit said, don't, don't go. I said, that can't be Holy Spirit. <laughs> Y'all don't do that, do you? Can't be done. So I went on to the store, walked in, and immediately when I walked to that store, a demon fell on me. The store was full of witchcraft and sold sorcery and all kinds of, just happened to sell Doc Martens. Doc Martens aren't demonic. But the store I was going to bind to was demonic. And the Holy Spirit said, I told you before you got here that I'd keep you out of this. But now that you're here, let me help you. <laughs> now I got a demon on me. 
If I'd have listened, come on, somebody. That's how intimate the Holy Spirit wants to be with us. He'll tell you what, he'll tell you what to eat for your body type. Touch your neighbor, so I know you ain't listening to that right now. Right? No, I've, I've had the Holy Spirit tell me what to eat in different seasons of my life that would be the most beneficial to me. He knows the very mind and will of God and knows you inside out. He knows what you like, what you don't like. He knows what motivates you. He knows what lights your fire. He knows what to gift you with, how to motivate you, how to encourage you. He is the spirit of the living God. Somebody shout, Holy Spirit. He will glorify me, Jesus said. He will take of what's mine and will show it to you. All, thing, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and will show it to you. Everything Jesus has, the Holy Spirit will take it and show it to you. Have you received Holy Spirit since you believed? What would it look like if we all developed a relationship with Holy Spirit? What would that look like? Can you imagine if all God's people were led by Holy Spirit? If all God's people had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It says actually you don't need a man to teach you. It says Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And will show you the truth. But Western culture and theology has taken us away from the beautiful fact of who Holy Spirit actually is. Actually, I've tried to correct my own vocabulary. I, for most of my life, I've, I've attributed the Holy Spirit. Well, it wasn't like, be, who are you going to? I'm going to talk to the Kent. I'm going to go talk to the Dan. That makes him an it. Not a person. Nobody talks to the Jesus. So I've tried to just, that's why I just say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says. He's precious. Bible calls him a dove. I looked that up this morning. I was, I was intrigued. What does that mean, dove? Some people say because doves are easily ran away. I don't believe that. It's because doves are sociable. I actually read this morning they make great pets. Doves are very sociable, very friendly. Signs of love, signs of peace. You say, well, how do you, how do you get Holy Spirit like that? Well, I was recently wanting to be going to another level with Holy Spirit, and I said, Holy Spirit, I want to be your friend. Like, I've been in this thing with you a long time, and you've been there for me. How about this season, I'm just there for you? You've been there for me. How about this season, I'll be there for you? You count on me. If you need something done, need somebody spoke to, need something carried out on the earth, talk to me about it. I'd like to be there for you. As, a, as your, You've been my friend. I'd like to be your friend. Good morning, Holy Spirit. You have anything on your mind today that I need to handle for you? I'm here on the earth. Anything? Can I call somebody for you? Can I encourage somebody for you? Can I speak to somebody for you? Can I do an act of kindness for somebody today? Prompt me, Holy Spirit. I was asking the Holy Spirit like this, just like this. He said, yes, Kent, you can be my friend, but to be my friend, you can't be a friend of the world. And he took me to James chapter 4. You know what it says? Adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship with the world 
is it to be enmity or an enemy with God? Whoever, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? In other words, the Holy Spirit's jealous over us. But he gives more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Humility is the key. Being a friend of the world doesn't mean you don't smoke or drink or cuss or, you know, the outward things. It's a hard issue. It means are you doing things the world's way or are you doing them God's way? World's way, the way of the proud, arrogant. I'll do it my way. My money, my life, my family, my job. That's a friend of the world. So you can't be a friend of the world and be a friend of God because you'll be an enemy of God. And normally, unfortunately, it takes a pounding from the world to realize I don't even want to be a friend of the world. I'd much rather humble myself and trust the Holy Spirit. Have you received Holy Spirit? Since you believed. Are you walking with Him? Does He talk to you? Does He convict you? Are you led by Him? You have the fruit, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. Are those fruits evident? They only come from Him. They're the fruits of the Spirit, not your fruits. So what? that doesn't mean that Kent's good. That means... I'm about to make the right, the, I'm about to say the wrong thing. Holy Spirit checks me, says, no, say this. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Are the gifts in your life? Do you invite Him to help you pray, help you know Jesus? Do you consult Him? Do you consult the Holy Spirit? Ask him his opinion. Have you received Holy Spirit? The Bible says if you want him, it's pretty simple. Jesus said, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? It's a gift from God. What a gift. Have you received Holy Spirit? Maybe even a better question. Are you continually receiving Holy Spirit 
another false tradition is that you spoke in tongues 40 years ago and you still got it. Let me go ahead. Can I drop one bomb? You cannot lose your salvation. But you can lose Holy Spirit. You can come out from under his influence. Not that that's his desire. And he won't leave you. He's still there with you. But you're not under his influence. He's there because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But you can come out from under his influence. That's why David said, Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And please take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Samson was anointed with Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, his lifestyle began to take him down a path there he didn't come back from. And he got out from under the influence. It says he rose up. One of the most frightening things I've ever seen in the Bible. And it says he acted as as if when he did have the Holy Spirit. But he didn't understand the Holy Spirit had departed. Benny used to always say the Holy Spirit comes with noise and will leave quietly. Did you know I've been in churches that at one time were under the absolutely influence of the Holy Spirit. And now that church is no longer under Holy Spirit's influence. Because they grieved him quenched him and didn't you can be married and not intimate you can live in the same house and be married 50 years and not and, and not have an intimate relationship if you want an intimate relationship that's a continual daily getting to know deeper levels of that's why Ephesians 5 says be continually filled with the Spirit and ties it to drinking. Touch your neighbor and say, I like Kent till then. <laughs> Tied Holy Spirit filling you with drinking. It says, don't be drunk with wine, which is excess, but be filled with Holy Spirit, singing, making melody in your heart, encouraging one another with words and hymns and spiritual songs. Why? How many of you know, if you, how many of you have ever been drunk? Or under the influence, we'll say it nicer. I know y'all. <laughs> How many of you know if you want to stay under the influence, you got to keep drinking? You can't just drink 20 years ago and think you're still under the influence. A lot of Christians I know just old dry drunks. Come on. Daily. Day, if you, today if you hear is Today if you hear what the Spirit is saying. It's a daily Feeling coming under his influence and walking it out. Not a one time. It's a daily being filled. I can't tell you the times that I didn't know what to do. And the Holy Spirit would come. been times traveling I feel like I could I was so tired I couldn't take another step and the next thing you know the spirit of God would come and quicken my mortal body the times I've been under such demonic attack that I couldn't think straight thoughts and all of a sudden call on Holy Spirit and the peace of God that passes all understanding yes, would start covering my mind and my thoughts and my body. He's precious. He's powerful. He's God. And I just simply felt today that He wanted to bring us into a fresh awareness. We're going to ask Him in just a minute to fill us then I'm going to challenge you. Go listen to this book. 
I mean, if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, let it ignite a fresh hunger for Holy Spirit. Then I challenge you in the morning when you wake up, say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And here's what's going to freak you out is you're probably going to hear good morning. Because he's there. Go with me today, Holy Spirit. Go help me work. Be there with me. When you get in the car, sit down, Holy Spirit. He loves being with us. He loves watching us. See, we think he tolerates us. Actually, he celebrates us. Because his name's holy, we think he's somehow unapproachable. But it's not true. I've told you this before. My little grandson got a little, we got him a little drum set. And I went down and said, play it for me. And he, he, he said, okay, but Papa, you sit here. Like sitting. And so I sit there by him. He played. But I get up. He goes, no, Papa, sit here. He loved me being there. I wasn't playing just... When I'd sit up, he'd quit. When I'd sit down, he I went to pray that afternoon. I said, Papa. Holy Spirit, sit with me. Help me talk to Jesus. Help me tell Jesus how grateful I am. Help me know that I'm a child. Holy Spirit, help these terrorizing fears to be driven from my mind today. Help me, Holy Spirit. Be with me, Holy Spirit. I yield myself to you, Holy Spirit. And watch what Holy Spirit will do in your life. Ask, seek, knock, and you shall receive. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.